Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This week's episode is brought to you by Blue Harvest Vintage. Are you a collector? Blue Harvest love to help you find that missing piece you need to complete your collection. They have extensive stock of vintage Star Wars vehicles and mint on card action figures, as well as new The Force Awakens and Black Series items. Blue Harvest have Funko Pops, Lego, Dinky, Corgi, Matchbox and more. Everything a collector could possibly need. If they don't stock it, then let them know, and their knowledgeable staff will be only too pleased to help. Head to Morley Market in Leeds to see the life-size Darth Vader. Alternatively, reach out to Blue Harvest on Twitter, at Blue Harvest UK, Facebook, Blue Harvest Vintage Collectibles, a website, blueharvestvintage.co.uk, or email at blueharvesttoys at gmail.com. Talk Star Wars is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Follow at SWCommonwealth on Twitter, and take your first steps into a larger world. Welcome to TSW After Dark Side. You rebel fleets want to pray rough? Okay, say hello to my little apprentice. Hua. I don't know what oh. we didn't talk about. I mean, oh, it's getting so late. I don't know. Really got to think about hitting the pit. I know you guys are doing dark and so on, but well, we're recording now, Paul. So just go, and this will become oh. part of the after dark zone. That's fine. I was going to say, uh, well, I might be standing. I might still be going into iffy territory. Mm. That's fine. That's fine. I'll, we'll... The whole Mark Hamill story that mm. was rather taboo. Oh, yeah. uh, there you go. <laughs> I told you. Do you know? It's funny you say that, Paul, because until you sent it out, I hadn't heard a word of it. Oh, really? the first that you you sent it out was the first I'd heard of it. Genuinely, I had no. No perspective on it uh, well, before that point. Steve, I was like, oh, okay. Steve, Steve and I had similar feelings yeah. on the whole thing. I mean, Steve basically said, in a nutshell, what's it got to do with the rest of the world? True. Which I agreed with. And yeah. I basically said, in a nutshell, when you look at the bigger picture, yeah. this actually comes down to two or three, the two individuals, really. Absolutely. One of, one of which couldn't deal with it at all. The other yeah. one probably couldn't deal with it. Mm. Yeah. Should we so give this a bit of context to, soon as we're recording gonna, this? Yeah. I mean, to yeah. encourage someone to possibly look down the correct path is not forcing them to do anything. But anyway, there you go. Yeah. Just to give that a little bit of context then. So this this week I toyed with putting it on the main show, not the question, yeah. but addressing the fact that there was a question. Yeah. Um, mm. But what I ended up doing is I ended up uh, emailing Reese privately uh, and mm-hmm. just sort of saying that we weren't going to address it on the show. Um, so just for the benefit of you guys listening um, – this week we had a question from Reese McMenamin, long-time um, contributor to the show, long-time listener, mm-hmm. VIP um, yep. friend of the show, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Sent us a question that um, 
sort of focused on a subject in the news revolving around Mark Hamill, which I'm not going to go into here. Um, but it was a little bit too deep, a little bit too hardcore for Talk Star Wars, it's, which is a light-hearted It's not Star look. Wars as such, is it? And it's not so, Star Wars, and it's not the light-hearted no. stuff that we really do on the podcast. Yeah. Um, Race kind of knew that. He said, oh, I understand this. If this is a little bit too heavy for you to sort of address yeah, on the main show. Yeah, very clear on that, wasn't he? Very, from, the, from, the out, he was, from the outset, he was very understanding that we might not want to do it. And I did, for days, I agonized it. And I know I emailed you guys, and we ended up mm-hmm. taking a vote on it. Yeah. Which was kind of inconclusive because there's four of us. And... Yeah, we kind of, there was sort of equal number of mm. things on both sides that were like, it either either were kind of keen on not talking about it or didn't really might wasn't really bothered one way or the other about talking about it, right? Yeah, and I think what it really come down to for me was that mm. I felt that regardless of whether or not there's any substance to the story factually as it relates mm-hmm. to Mark and Mark's family, um, yes. it was still a subject that I don't feel qualified to comment on. No, it's I, not prudent. I don't think I have no, the skills quite. either to comment on it intelligently and mm. in a way that would make me seem like I'm informed. And mm-hmm. I just, I think I'd be clattering through the subject and doing more harm than good to be perfectly frank, okay. um, which is why I decided to kind of mm. step away from it. And, and Reese mm. understood that. Yeah, It's no, also a story that but depending on, depending where you read your information, you're going to get a biased <laughs> source. Yeah. I would so think it seems to be the case. You know, it's all a lot of it is speculation it's, it is as well. Technically, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's technically impossible to tread. You read one you read one article yeah. and the family said this, this, and this. You read another article, the family said something quite different. Yeah, so you're absolutely. like, well, hang on a minute. And I've only got your we've only got the girl's word from one the press that she said yeah, anything yeah. anyway. Yeah, and you're like, well, I'm not hearing yeah. anything from no, so nothing official came out and no. so on and so forth. But you know, at the end of the day, it's a situation between the family and the family only. Yeah. And uh, regardless of what happens, we still hold him in the highest regard because what we've seen seems rather appealing. But more yes. than anything, he plays a character that we adore in a particular manner that we yes. adore. And yes. that's what our podcast is about, Mark, the end yeah. of the day. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And one key, one crucial thing to keep in mind about all this, and this is a, a gen, this is a comment that I kind of make generally, is that you have to be able to distinguish the performer or the creator from totally. the creation, because it, otherwise you could never enjoy the works of H.P. Lovecraft or something like that. Because you know, or even um, a more recent example, I love the the works of Orson Scott Card as a science fiction author. I think he makes fantastic books, but. Yeah. He's, I don't agree with him on everything. No, he's, and, you know, his politics are interesting, to say the least. Yeah, I'm, his, I'm his an end of the game freak. Interesting. Yeah, his <laughs> politics are interesting. I don't agree with all of them. I can. I, I, I don't know enough about his situation to understand where his politics come from. Still love his books. Absolutely, exactly. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. I love his books, and I found him... I've. Um, have you ever listened to the audiobook of Ender's Game? No. They did a 20... I think either 25th or 30th anniversary um, fully wasn't fully cast but it had different narrators it was sort of anniversary edition and it had a 20 minute long interview with Orson Scott Card and it's fascinating mm. to listen to him talk about this about the book and all that stuff was fascinating i don't know if i'd go to a seminar where he was talking about anything other than his books and he does quite he often he does absolutely yep. i may you know i may be interested because i try my best to to take in opinions that i don't necessarily agree with 
even if I don't then, even if I still disagree with them at the end, I still need to hear them because to me, the only way to get rid of bad ideas is to challenge them. You can't just suppress, you can't suppress them for a start. You can't say, oh, well, you can't express that idea. Like, no, why not? You, you can't. Because it makes I, it um, Because you end up I, with tyranny. I've been accused of something on several occasions that I actually put on my CV, believe it or not, and I've had discussions in job interviews about this single line on my CV. Right. It actually says that I am absolutely crazy about in-depth conversation and debates and so on. Okay. Uh, and I, I've been known to take uh, a, a stance completely opposite to my own beliefs purely to keep the conversation going. <laughs> That's interesting. I, I think find, it's necessary, actually. I do sometimes find that I don't need to go out of my way to do that. Because some people I know just hold completely opposing political viewpoints to me. It doesn't even have to be politics, but just no. But if I find them in a room where everyone's talking the same thing, yeah, I'll go. I'll go the other direction. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I think that's I'm fine. Not afraid I say, of playing devil's advocate. Just, that's yeah. me just without trying sometimes. I'm just a argumentative git. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. But but I try to do it with as much basis and information as I can muster. Yeah. I try to put but, valid, correct points across. I really yeah. do. And this is the thing again. If those pe- if the people who say the ideas you don't agree with, like let's say for argument's sake that it's a situation where you don't agree with what's being said, right? Let's not say that you're taking the opposite side of the fence just for the sake of it, although it is relevant too. If you don't challenge those ideas, they don't form because they're just words that people say. That mm-hmm. a lot of, sometimes they're things that people think they should feel. They're not actually things that they've come to through any kind of experience or anything. They've just heard it parroted by somebody they respect. So they go, oh, well, that must be the correct way of thinking then. So they'll, they'll repeat it verbatim. But actually, you need to form those ideas with your own you, lens you have on the to, world. Yeah, which is why you have to take all forms of press and media with a pinch of salt, because it's one-way street. Very much so, because yes. everybody has their agendas, no matter who they are. There's no, there is no partisan media. There just isn't. Everybody's Fox. got their own. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so no, they're not listening. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have an agenda, and I want you both to agree with me on that. Shut up, Mark. <laughs> well, we all want things, don't we? We've had a, um, a question. Had, you mentioned we had an yes. email. It really wasn't. It wasn't so much a question, but it was um, Nathan Roberts. Yes, um, Nathan yes. Wankanobi. Yes, sent us a, a an email based on some of the content that we've been discussing over the past few weeks, like some of the creepy stuff. You are now entering the, some of the, the after dark side zone. <laughs> That's the one. Submitted for your approval. Well, he's made a couple of recommendations, and I've already sampled some of the wares that Nathan's been pitching, and I wondered if you guys had. So this is Nathan's email uh, entitled right. After Dark Side. Hey guys, loving the creepy discussions of late. I wanted to recommend a couple of podcasts I listened to in that vein. Uh, right. The first is Law. Have you heard of Law? I've heard of Law. I've heard it's excellent. Which is a podcast done by a horror writer. It's basically a telling mm-hmm. of several thematically related spooky stories every episode. Mm-hmm. I've heard nothing but good things about Law. I've heard it's superb. Mm-hmm. I listen to it. It's except I, I was listening to it from the start. Um, mm-hmm. I don't listen to it anymore because I literally don't have the time in my schedule to squeeze that in along with all the Star Wars and movie stuff that I listen to. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but it is incredibly well produced and researched. Um, it is an exceptional podcast and I highly recommend it if people want to mm-hmm. have the willies put up them. 
Oh my. Uh, the second, <laughs> back to wow. in Nathan's words. It's crazy. The second is black. He's been, he's been no walking in the first in the main show. It's crazy. Yeah. What um, are we doing, Mark? The second uh, recommended podcast is The Black Tapes, which is a fictional paranormal uh, This American Life spoof. It's fantastic. Oh, okay. um, I hope you guys will check them out if you haven't already. would love to hear what you guys think about them. So, okay. I've been listening to both of those shows. Mm. Um, I jumped off the black tapes quite early. I heard of it um, okay. at the start on Nerdist. They gave it a shout out and said it was like a uh, supernatural serial, which I love cereal. I, I like love... Count Chocula. <laughs> yeah. I lo- no. Oh, the, oh, sorry, yeah. the other kind. <laughs> the, the actual serial uh, by um, NPR. Um, yeah. I love I've, that. I've heard the first series. The second series kind of didn't really draw me in. Yeah, not so much. But the the original one was is to me still the pinnacle of um, podcasting. Our first series is brilliant. Yeah. yeah, and I listen to this American Life every week, and okay. uh, things like Radio Lab, and and you know I'm not unfamiliar with um, high quality podcast shows. I have a follow up question on this actually. So okay. carry on. Well, I plunged into uh, the black tapes, thinking, "Well, if it's if it's being if put it's on, good enough for them, yeah, yeah." And it didn't live up to it f- for me. Uh, not for you, okay, fair enough. I think it might. It's be all subjective. The f- fact that it's um, fiction. If it was right. genuine, or if yeah. there was some ambiguity there, like could this be real, like a Blair Witch type thing? I might I see, get yeah. more out of it. Um, hmm. But. <laughs> It's not really for me. And sometimes it's a little bit poor in the in terms of the acts. It's like a radio play, really. Have you heard of it, Paul? Oh, okay. No, sorry. The Black Tapes, no? Yeah, I I thought I was thinking I was thinking about an alternative site. I remember there was a site called the Black Vault and I thought you were gonna go in that direction, but it doesn't mm. sound like it's remulated at all. So No, I don't think it is. What was your point you were gonna make, Rob? I was gonna ask actually, because on the subject of podcasting i wonder if people would find it interesting to know what we listen to in terms of our podcast rotation outside of the obvious yeah well, i only really listen to one i'm afraid what do you listen is it, to? it better be tsw paul i swear to god no out, well i don't listen to this i'm outside this i, live I listen this. back to it well, i do narcissist. sometimes actually i do sometimes that? um yeah. but uh i listen to it's a bit sad but i like it i listen to something Every week called the Atheist Experience, okay, which is which is a guy called Matt Dillahunty. It's basically um, trying to remember, trying to separate uh, church from state, all those kind of arguments. Oh, okay. And okay. I used to listen to it just for fun because it used to be like I could prove God sitting there. No, that was the limit of the argument. But they do get yeah. some, they get some pretty good guys, and they get calls from all over the world on a Sunday okay. afternoon. I normally yeah. listen to it Monday night while I'm in bed with an earphone in. Um, but you get some pretty highbrow arguments, but primarily, okay. obviously, because of the title, it is purely um, faith. It's secular versus yeah, um, faith versus um, faith based, yeah, yeah, stuff. Um, but it, it's just, it'd be you'd be interested to see how far it goes on occasion. Yeah, do, you know, it does being in political angle and financial yeah. angles and everything else that's going on mm-hmm. in the world, and you know everything that goes on today. I mean, there's so much. Uh, I'm not going to say faith, religion tied into 
all sorts of elements, whether you're considering religion to be uh, a situation for Christianity or Judaism or simply for Zionism, whichever direction you want to go, and that's where the political intrigue comes into it and so on and so forth. So it does get a little bit bendy on occasion. Yeah. Now, in the interest of balance, do you listen to a faith-based podcast? Um, I'm joking. I don't know. No, to be honest, I should, because I'd like to hear secular callers call those shows with their argument. But I reckon eighty. So I reckon eighty percent of the callers are of a Christian or oh, okay. So it's, it's an atheist, so it's, it's an atheist podcast that's it's hearing out. It's an atheist out podcast that allows the religious viewpoint allows theists oh. to prove them wrong. Oh, nice. Okay, <laughs> great. I, I like this. That sounds that sounds good. That Paul, sounds you fine. need to go and um, you need to look up. There's a show called um, I think it's called Here Be Monsters. Um, oh, I used to listen to him. Yeah, that he deals with a couple of um stories about radio hosts talk radio hosts who have these sort of provocative phone-ins um Mm -hmm. where you pit one type of person against the other yeah um sounds a little bit like what you've just been talking about and that that's one (laughs) of the shows i don't listen to i'm not sure if that's really being produced regularly enough for me to get much mileage out of it that here be monsters but that was a pretty good pretty good show what did you listen to subscribe to that on apple some years ago i think Mm, yeah it was it was one i picked up quite early on Mm. what about you rob what did you listen Uh, to i've got quite a few so (laughs) it's um i mean obviously there's the commonwealth Mm -hmm. uh obviously i listen back to the emotionally 14 podcasts because again narcissist and uh i also like to hear back to make sure that things like the editing is of you know of a sufficiently high standard because i i do kind of try to place high standards on myself when it comes to editing properly um i do the best i can with the tools i've got i'm trying my best to kind of improve the tool set at the moment because uh a lot of it is sound a lot of the issues this the same mic that i'm using to record talk star wars which works great for a single voice input does not work so well when you plonk it in the middle of a table and let four people just yell into it Uh (laughs) Not so much. So um, I'm trying to think about how I'm going to do a new kit for. I'm going to try and re kind of retool it a bit. Uh, what else do I listen to? I'm kind of working my way up the list. So uh, there's a show. It's just recently gone on like a little break uh, called Word Bugger, which is Joe Crouch's show. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is quite a, in the spirit actually, Paul. I think you dig this. Um, they one takes one position on a on a question, and the other takes the opposite. So they've got one, but they always talk about this. Is one of the things I like about it, they always talk about things that in the grand scheme of things don't matter. So there's one, their first episode is the prequel trilogy. One likes them, one doesn't. And they just discuss why they do and why they don't. Everything matters. Well, it, you know what I mean? It's, it's <laughs> not, uh, it doesn't have a, a grand societal impact so much. It's cultural. Right. You know, it's not like a, they're not talking about, um, I don't know, like they're not kind of taking positions like a prime, prime minister's questions. It's mm, no, purely, no, I like this, I don't like this. Why do you like this? I will tell you why I like this and so on. So they'll do, they've done Tar- Tarantino versus Rodriguez. Um, there's a question about should authors be obliged to finish a series once they've started it in service <laughs> to the fans? It's interesting. Yeah, actually, the discussion is quite good. That one, that particular episode is quite one of the highlights. The other one, only if the fan is obliged to read the entire series. (laughs) (laughs) That's an interesting take. I hadn't heard, I hadn't thought of it from that point of view. 
Um, and there's a really good one about M. Night Shyamalan as well. And they're kind of, they're both of the opinion. Got a twist at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, I wish, yeah. Um, but what's brilliant about it is they both kind of agree that he lost his way, but they disagree on when. So they kind of, Ooh, they, they defend yeah, okay. certain films in the series okay. kind of on opposing sides. Uh, what else have I got? In the spirit of hearing ideas I might not necessarily agree with, I listen to a conservative radio host in the States called Crowder. Louder with Crowder, it's called. He's a Republican Christian. No, not quite that. He's much more <laughs> kind of, for dare I say, much trendier than mm. uh, Rush Limbaugh. He's much more. He's he's really funny as well. He's an ex. He's a former stand-up comedian who's turned into a podcast radio host. Um, and he's just, you know, I don't always agree with everything he says, but I find his point of view interesting and he entertains me. And he also has good guests, and he's very good at. Um, bringing on guests even though the debates get a bit heated sometimes he's always good at bringing on guests he doesn't necessarily agree with to to hear both sides of the argument um no that's healthy seriously that's healthy in a similar vein there's this this guy's awesome uh there's a show called the rubin report um it's again another stand-up comedian called dave rubin who does a show and his the entire premise for him is it's the the show about big ideas and it's exactly that point he does he considers no subject off limits and he will let anybody on to discuss their point of view. He won't shout them down. He won't talk over them. He lets them say their piece. He's very keen to make sure he represents them correctly and so on. Um, and he just has, a, again, he has an entertaining range of guests. He has some of the ones, really kind of bizarre ones, like he's had um, Roseanne Barr um, on. And she was fascinating. She was a little bit odd and a bit scary at times, but she's fascinating. She had I want to government. see her go up against Rosie O'Donnell. In the <laughs> that'll be interesting situation. That'd be amazing. Celebrity deathmatch <laughs> returns. <laughs> Big football uh, sticks. And one of the, another one, uh, Scott Adams, the guy who wrote Dilbert, is a brilliant, brilliant interview uh, because he he talks about and he talks about the Trump and Clinton. Can you send me some links, mate? Yeah, sure, sure. Seriously, because uh, you're really you're ringing my bells now. This is yeah, interesting so, um, stuff. I, I, in, as I was describing, I was thinking of I was thinking of you for this one. Um, for this one, so he brought on um, Scott Adams, the guy who wrote Dilbert, and he talks about, which is really interesting, he doesn't talk about, oh, I love Trump. He talks about, here's why Trump has been good at what he's done, and here's why he, where he's been really successful, and here's, here's where he could have been more successful, and so on. And he, he looks at it in a very, as objectively as you can with that stuff, without having an opinion, I guess. Uh, what else we got? Commonwealth, Commonwealth. Uh, this or that is quite fun. They take two points of view. Again, they, they make you choose between one or two. There are three of them in a Skype call. They're really entertaining, really endearing people. Um, Canadian folks, I've chatted to them a bit. They're always Canadian, aren't they? They're the nice ones. Um, <laughs> but they'll always do things like, you. Um, would you rather have a fake boyfriend or girlfriend or an imaginary boat? <laughs> and, make, and basically, you can't you can't end the show until everybody well, has I chosen. already have an imaginary boat so well there you go you choose that fine I'm in one um, now no, I've already got that so I might as well <laughs> oh I see yeah have okay. both <laughs> um, or for example would you rather have the most recent one they did which was really interesting which was really funny was um, would you rather always have to eat in or always have to eat out Oy. forever yeah I know right this is it and mm-hmm. they went into it in a really interesting depth which is like you can't have your family around if you always eat out you have to meet them somewhere else. So you can't have a big family meal like Christmas round at your house. You have to go somewhere else. But if I go to my mother-in-law's and eat Christmas dinner, that's going out, right? Out. 
That counts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right, I'm down with that. Out. I want to get out all the time. <laughs> uh, we three geeks. I quite enjoy that show. Um, I only just started recently. Rob, do you sleep ever? And Sorry? Eat and... I'm very fortunate. Um, a lot of the time I'm able to listen to these things while I'm working. He's not even made a dent uh... in my list yet, though, Paul. <laughs> my podcast. Have I not hit one where we, where we match yet? Not yet, no. no I'm not even halfway through. Idea, this apart, apart from the Commonwealth shows, which obviously form a, the, the staple of my week, Yeah, I listen to just about everything Smodcast puts out. Um, okay. I listen to a couple of shows from the Nerdist Net- Network, a couple of Walking yep. Dead shows every week. Okay. Um, but some interesting stuff is real crime profiles, which I find really okay. fascinating. Uh, yeah, you've mentioned that before. Yeah, former FBI um, guy and a woman from um, New Scotland Yard who's also trained mm-hmm. at the FBI and a TV casting um, executive because they all work on the same TV show together. And uh, they are looking at specific cases of murders um, from O.J. Simpson's case, Oscar Pistorius, and now they're doing some really meatier stuff. That's a good show. Uh, Serial, I would highly recommend it. If if you are a podcaster and you listen to podcasts, there are a few, I think, that you cannot afford to miss. Serial's one. This American Life is another. And another good show is Radio Lab. Um, they will, if nothing else, raise the bar for you. But there is a lot of lessons in there to be learnt. Um, I also listen to um, Coltcast, which is a, a podcast about Apple. MakingStars.net okay. now this is podcasting. I enjoy a show that comes out on a Thursday called Bizarre States, which is about the supernatural. Okay. Uh, Rebel Force Radio, Star Wars show that comes out every um, Saturday. Mm-hmm. which are fantastic. I mean, that's just scratching the surface. And then I dip into other things as well. Like as we cross bars with people like, um, yeah. Is it Juliet on the unwritable rant? Um, oh yeah. I've listened to a few of those. Yeah. I like a blubber the hut. I like the yep. Joe Rogan podcast, but the Joe Rogan, I love Joe Rogan, but not, yes, I love Joe not Rogan. every, there's a great one out at the moment with, uh, Louis Theroux. But oh, it's not nice. every episode of his that I enjoy. It's every fucking, it's so long. It's like three hours a day. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I don't know how he. I love. Um, I love Joe Rogan. I think he's brilliant, and I think he's he's another one who goes into both sides of the argument and speaks to different people about different from different points of view. Yeah, and he'll challenge ideas that he doesn't agree with, and maybe they'll come to a consensus or a or a uh, compromise. Uh, but maybe they won't. But that's fine. What else? What else uh, you got? That might be. That might be enough for the time being. Yeah, I think to get people started. <laughs> I got shitloads. Oh, tons and tons. Yeah. Really? I'd say, We Three Geeks is good fun. If you like um, geek stuff, We Three Geeks is brilliant because they do a theme tune pub quiz every ra- every uh, episode. It's really fun. <laughs> I find myself... Um, I'm topic-based. How it's not a copyright nightmare is beyond me, but... That's the thing. What, sorry? I'm topic-based. So I, okay. I don't listen, but I read and read and read and read yeah. and read. But I don't read any mainstream elements. I read okay. I delve and delve and delve. I, um, and delve so really another one's independent stuff. Another one I've talked about before, Roman Podcast. Yeah. Um, I know they listen to the show and I really love their show. It's just really lovely, relaxed, two guys just shooting the shit, talking about the news, some of the weird news stories, and they're really funny. I yeah. just find it really entertaining. Mine enjoyed And they're really well. nice guys as well. I've chatted to uh, certainly chatted to Rob Cast behind the scenes, and he's a lovely guy. More and uh, I bet Roman's lovely as well. 
Exactly, right? It's just a, it's fucking, it's a fucking disease. The Slash Film Cast. <laughs> just Canadian love... pleasantry. I haven't listened to that one. Mm, the Slash Film Cast uh, is what started me off. Last points, I like them. Last points, uh, guys. I listen to, I give, I've given Moviesaurus Rex a go a couple of times. I haven't really delved into it in a regular basis, but I do quite, you know, I quite enjoyed their show. Um, yeah, the, which, the whichever one I watch, talk to. What notes? I've got the what notes online. Oh. I don't get a chance to listen to them much because a lot of the stuff they're talking about I haven't seen and I want to don't want to spoil it for myself. Yeah, I'm the same with. I've, done that a couple of times. I've been saving up um, Cinema Sins ever podcast, and um, yeah. I've been saving up episodes of theirs where they do these little mini pods where they yeah. review movies, and I haven't got to see the movies yet, so I can't listen to the mini pods yeah, yet. Exactly. And I've so I've saved I've... them to the to the uh, podcast I'll app, drive. so I can get yeah. back to them later. Hmm. Um, what else? Knuckleheads. They've um, been kind enough to give us a shout out a couple of times because me and Jer- me, Jeremy and Chris White spammed them with questions for one of their episodes, oh, right. and they kept seeing talk Star Wars in mine and Jeremy's names. Right. So they're like, "These talk Star Wars guys, we need to give their show a listen because they're they're obviously listening to us." It's like, <laughs> "Yeah, too right, motherfucker." Awesome. But they're good fun. Like that's the one where I said, if you can once you get through the audio, because the audio is a little bit hard to follow. It's sometimes hard to hear them clearly because the audio is a bit kind of it suffers from the same issues as this mic. Once you open it out, there's a lot mm-hmm. of background. There's a bit of background noise. Yeah, but bad the shows in the, uh, yeah, not quite as bad as that. No, um, you can still make out what they're, you can still make out what they're saying. But it, I, I know for some people, especially those who listen to nothing but podcasts, it's, some people are real purists about their stuff. Um, I'm not because I would be a massive hypocrite given that I produce the Emotionally 14 podcast um, because they they suffer from the same issue, loads of background noise and stuff because the acoustics in the rooms we're recording are shite. Um, in the same way, uh, once you get past that, their show is really entertaining and I found it. I, their most recent one was just an episode about pet peeves and I thought it was really good. If you had to recommend, what, if people, let's wrap this up in a minute because we're nearly at half hour right. that's plenty for the little uh for the after dark side yep. no paul wants to get that's away fine. but let's wrap up on um one recommendation if we were going to give the listeners homework yep. to go and listen to at least one episode of a podcast yes what would it be and not Ooh, not ours question. let's let's step yeah, yeah, away from the yeah. commonwealth because it goes without saying that we love those shows i'll step away from emotionally 14 as well because obviously i'm biased oh like I can't give you anything. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, I, I read. I don't listen. I read, 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 read. So, uh, let me think. While you're thinking, I, let me just say sorry. that I would. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I would recommend this American Life. Okay. Um, to anybody, I'm. I'm actually. I've been sort of putting together an idea to do another podcast of my own that exists outside of what we do on Talk Star Wars. Yeah. Um, which for the briefest of moments might have been called this British life, but I decided that that was too much of a, <laughs> too much of a con. Um, I thought maybe it would, um, this American life is such a wonderfully produced show. And when you look at the, when you hear the credits of their shows, mm. there are tons of people involved, tons of producers, tons of engineers and hosts. Yeah. Maybe. So it's not really doable for one person. Okay, but they sit down. But you want you'd want to do something similar. I want to do something similar to it. I want to be able to sit down with um, with another person in a microphone mm-hmm. and just have them tell their story. And that's essentially what you get when you listen to this American Life. Yeah, you get at least three stories a week, and they'll all be yeah. built around a central theme. But the stories will be really, really disparate, and I yeah. love that. And it's so well 
it's so well done and it's so well thought out and everything's so well balanced. It's an mm. immaculately produced show. I just love everything about it. And I would say to anyone, yeah. if you're new to podcasting, why are you listening to us? But if you're new to podcasting <laughs> or you are a podcaster, yeah, that's where I'd go because you learn okay. so much from it and they set the bar so high. Um, it's inspiring. Great stuff. Okay, Ira Glass nice. is a producer. It's fantastic. It's um, it's funny. I think great minds think alike on that one because I've also in the past toyed with the idea of doing a solo, uh, a solo produced show, which was just me interviewing somebody I know who does something like a creative, like an artist or a, you know, like you say, a podcaster or a film director or mm. somebody I know who does who has a craft and who wants to just kind of get that craft in as many in front of as many people as possible because I recognize how hard that can be in the modern world because there's so everybody has you know there's so many podcasts and there's so many good podcasts and there's so many good blogs and there's so many good films being made indie films indie games indie tv and all that stuff that's all this stuff is high quality and it's in, it's not impossible to get seen and but it is you do have to really kind of chip away at it and you do have to be willing to do a lot of spamming and a lot of stuff like that just to get your stuff in in front of as many eyes as possible like it's just one of those things you have to you have to do in the modern world because mm. the barrier to entry technically is so low on all this stuff that anybody can do it and that's what's great in, in a way that's great because it means that people with genuine talent aren't hampered by oh i'm good at you know they may be an amazing film director but they can't work the software so they're not hampered by that anymore because the barrier to entry is so low and that's what's great about it on the yeah. other hand it does mean you struggle to stand out if you feel like you've got a product of quality yeah, it's a pretty broad field now, but you're right. The the democratization of the platform itself mm. makes it easier for people to get out there. If they have got a, story, a genuine a story to tell that has value, yeah, it will, it will find an audience. Just as we absolutely found an audience with Talk Star Wars, sure, maybe a limited audience, but they're an active audience. And I think it's I think it's a good audience. I think it's like you enough. say, it's certainly an engaged audience, and I love that about it. That's enough. I've, I've said often how many how many times as a producer, I'm a jealous man when it comes to that stuff. You know, yeah. when it comes to the engagement side of things, I'm very envious as a you know in terms of content production as a, obviously a content provider for Talk Star Wars. I obviously I'm part of it, but well, something uh, like this Talk Star Wars thing, it, it it's worlds apart from what this American life might be because. Sure. By design, really, Talk Star Wars is a community of people, and it become it, it gets to a point where you give it over to them, and mm. and we all feed off the same thing, really. Yeah. We're, we're all interacting and talking, and and we've got Connor, Connor's corner every week. So, Talk Star Wars has become democratized, and it's owned by everybody that's a part of that community. Yeah. And so, in a way, it's very different to what we're seeing with something like. This American Life, mm -hmm. which is very much like a documentary show, a documentary mm -hmm. style show telling a yeah. very pointed story. And so you've got to be on point if you're going to deliver at that level. And my idea for a show of my own would be to give people a platform to tell their story and, and, and a very focused story, which is that often the people we are and what we do are very different. Okay. You might find that there's somebody who is works in IT, but they're really a talented photographer. And I'm in, yeah. I'm interested in knowing what that story is. And a conversation about that would make a stunning mm -hmm. podcast. Yeah, exactly. Like I say, I've been of the same mindset, so it's interesting. Like I say, great minds think alike on that stuff. I was going to call mine Wade with Friends, but obviously that dates as well, because obviously once the game Words with Friends has come and gone, it yeah. doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, yeah. I'm always good for that stuff. 
names that sound great on like the B sharps. Every little that's funny every time you hear it. <laughs> so if you were going to throw <laughs> one out though, Rob, and you, yes. you can't have this American Life because I've had it. That's fine. I don't. I I must confess to not being very familiar with this American Life uh, in terms of uh, regular listening. Let me see. Are we talking in terms of production or in terms of just whatever? What's my what's whatever, kind of my appointment listening? I guess whatever does it for you, mate. Let's have a look. Um, so in terms of regular are. shows, yeah, I'm going to go with the Ruben Report. So for me, that's that is the show that encompasses. I suppose it, it speaks to my my leanings the most out of every show I le- listen to with any kind of political side because Dave Rubin, like me, is very much a kind of a socially liberal person, very much believes in freedom to do whatever and minimal in- minimal intervention of outside forces on people's lives as long as they're not harming or doing something illegal. So I suppose it speaks to me very heavily in that regard because it speaks to the stuff that bothers me about the lack, the lack of an option for my point of view in the political landscape. And again, his guests are fantastic, just very entertaining. And he has a wide range. He's had equal parts, Roseanne Barr and Jesse governor, Jesse Ventura. (laughs) It's also, who's also fascinating by the way, um, beyond like in, in ways I can't even go into, like can't even put into words. He's just fascinating. Um, he seems like a cool dude. The Ruben Report. The Ruben Report. Awesome. Well, there you go. There's a couple of highly recommended shows from a couple of mm. lowly appreciated podcasters. Yeah. And obviously the ones I meant, the ones I mentioned. Oh, and Carlos Candido as well. Obviously, thinking out loud. Love yeah. that guy. Good guy. Don't always All agree, right. but I love, I love him. He's a lovely guy. Let's kick this episode into touch. Then um, let's do it. I'm Talk Star Wars on Twitter. I'm Rob Wade Vision. Oh yeah, Paul's gone. And Paul. <laughs> oh no, he's still there. He's still there, Paul? <laughs> he's at Movie Score News. <laughs> Paul's at Movie Score News. And not and not at his workstation where he should be. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he's even on mute. Okay. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye bye. Bye.